Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast all over the place, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, of course, the front page of the WDBO app and WDBO.com. And I invite you to join me every weekday for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Be sure to stream us they're in the WDBO app. As always, so much to tackle with Brian Kilmeade today on the Inez Says Podcast. Brian can be heard every weekday after me on WDBO 9 to noon, Monday through Friday. On today's agenda with Brian, President Biden sleepwalking through a meeting with the Israeli president. That cocaine found at the White House recently, well, it's reportedly been destroyed after the Secret Service curiously dropped that case last week. But we begin with Brian today with the news that Donald Trump will likely be indicted again soon. Here's that conversation now. Brian, former President Trump, confirming that he is the target of another federal investigation, this time into the march on January 6th on the Capitol, could be indicted very soon. We've got three now, three indictments, perhaps, with a forthcoming in Georgia. What do you make of this particular January 6th potential indictment here, Brian? Well, we don't really know. I mean, January 6th, we know the same thing. We know about the speech. We know about the people. We know about him blowing off uh, the traditional attorneys to go with the fringe theories of Rudy Giuliani and others. Uh, we know that he, uh, you know, made his speech. They marched the Capitol. He was slow to respond. This is something we've been over a million times. It resulted in an impeachment, a long indictment, the end of uh, uh, careers like Adam Kinsman. Uh, we lost uh, Liz Cheney. And then now all of a sudden they start talking to people uh, and they talk to Secret Service. And now they send a target letter, according to Trump, on Sunday. And he's probably going to be in the next few days. So the question is, what do they have? You know, what do, they, do they have President Trump's uh, plan? Is this a well-executed plan? Does anything think this is well-executed and coordinated? So what it is is a huge legal um, uh, case. What it is is a huge distraction. All, all the candidates all commenting on Trump again. Trump does a town hall. Uh, they uh, have a bigger story is happening with you where you are in Florida, where Eileen Cannon, the judge, uh, had heard both sides, the defense and the prosecution, on why the prosecution wants a speedy trial and the defense, when it comes to the Mar-a-Lago documents, wants to take their time and go after the election. And it looks like the they're more sympathetic towards a delay, but not all the way through the 2024 election. 
So you have two things happening simultaneously that matter a lot. And the former president saying last night on that town hall with your colleague Sean Hannity that it's interference with the election. Look, I think we both agree that January 6th was a stain on our country and that the president probably should have spoken up sooner to try to quell the march on the Capitol building on that day. But on the other side, how do you prove intent, Brian? Like, how are they going to prove that Trump wanted this to happen on January 6th at the Capitol building? Good luck with that. And as Ari Fleischer pointed out last night, if you want to arrest everybody who says elections are illegitimate and uh, they need to be and, and candidates are illegitimate, like Governor Brian Kemp, everybody said Stacey Abrams was robbed, like, for example, Hakeem Jeffries. Like, for example, Nancy Pelosi, he was robbed. He's illegitimate. He shouldn't be governor. Wins re-election overwhelmingly. No one talks about that. Hillary Clinton multiple times says Donald Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. Everybody said the Russians got him elected until 2020 when Joe Biden won. Then they're like, well, in 2016, he upset everybody. I go, wait, excuse me? Now you're admitting he won the election? And remember the objections when Vice President Joe Biden was doing the ceremonial thing of just banging in and gaveling in the the Electoral College. Everybody kept standing up protesting. Donald Trump didn't win. Donald Trump didn't win. It was Joe Biden that had gaveled the whole thing down, say enough, and and, and verify the Electoral College. So the big difference is there was no speech and it wasn't a long, drawn-out process. And, you know, everybody showed up at the inaugural. Well, to me, the New York indictment, this particular indictment, if it does come down the pike, are, are big nothing burgers. It's all political. Meanwhile, you, you have this former FBI agent who served as the supervisor of the investigation into Hunter Biden confirming key portions of the whistleblower testimony about the uh, interference, the political interference by the Biden administration into the investigation. That's according to Republicans on the Oversight Committee. It seems to me, Brian, that these Republicans on the House Oversight Committee, they, they keep trying to do the journalist job here to get to the bottom of the Biden corruption. And most of the media doesn't even care. But there's really no end in sight to this Biden corruption right now, is there? Today's going to be a big deal. Uh, they're going to have uh, these whistleblowers on Capitol Hill. And by the way, the second whistleblower, the IRS, mm. uh, Democrat, married to a man uh, with an impeccable record. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty significant. Uh, not that he's married to a man, but that it's not the typical, oh, well, look at that conservative with the IRS. He just wants to screw Joe Biden. There's where they're taking advantage of his son. So this whole story corroborates with Gary Shapley, who won public a couple of weeks ago. So uh, we'll see where this goes, where they basically tipped off Hunter that he was going to be interviewed. Then they just nixed the interview. They told him not to answer. The FBI told him not to answer any questions. So the FBI, I mean, Christopher Wray, that, that his appearance looks worse every day. How insincere he was with his remarks, how bad Republicans were with their preparation. Uh, they should have been to add, why are you retaliating against these whistleblowers? Why are you destroying them because they want to say what they think is the, the truth about a corrupt organization, that you should be allowed to come forward? And so we're, we're witnessing a huge problem, but I'm going to be paying attention. I think a lot of your listeners will. And I just think it's up to other people to talk about it specifically. You know, speaking of our listeners, I get some reaction on our WDBO open mic here about the whole cocaine at the White House story. And Scott, drop the cocaine story. It's not a big deal. To me, it is a big deal when cocaine is found at the White House, especially when we find out that apparently, Brian, the cocaine now has been destroyed after the season. 
Secret Service dropped the case last week, and this whole thing screams of cover-up again in this Biden administration. That's the 30,000-foot story here. It's the fact that here we go again, more corruption, and it's being covered up. Yeah. I mean, does anyone think that this would not be a big deal if it was was the Trump White House? Even Democrats have to say, listen, we would never be dropping it. Adam Schiff would be on 24 hours a day. (laughs) They'd be talking about uh, controlled substances. Andy McCabe would be out there talking about his outrage, uh, diminishing the office. General Kelly probably would have turned on President Trump already and said it's probably his. So there would be a bunch of people inside that would have uh, turned that, you know, would have – turned state's evidence or would have been anonymous sources to Maggie Haberman mm. talking about it's everybody's cocaine, not just one person's. So now they, now no one even brings it up. I mean, I watched all the Sunday shows. Shannon Bream was the only one to bring it up as an issue. Right. Absolutely crazy. And then you have the president of the United States yesterday. I watched it live and the dude is attempting to read a cue card sitting down in the White House and he's welcoming the Israeli president and he's basically falling asleep. Listen to this here. Go. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level and they I got to tell you, man, this guy wants to be president until he's 86 years old. I mean, this is this is just flat out embarrassing for the entire nation at this point, Brian. I mean, my goodness, just look the guy in the eye and say we support Israel, which, by the way, you don't if you support the Iran deal. And you keep talking to this this enemy state who are giving uh, killer drones, suicide drones over to the Russians. And now every time you engage them, you are dis- disrespecting Israel. So don't tell me, oh, you know, we're ironclad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should take it by your actions. And, you know, and the fact is that you have all these, all the squad coming out condemning them as a racist state. And it's you know, the whole thing's embarrassing. Why do you have to read cards? Mm. I mean, this is not Molly or some, some um, you know, the president of Aruba shows up. I mean, like, what do these guys <laughs> do? Right. You know, what's this yes. guy's name? Yes. I mean, this is the, the ceremonial president of Israel. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for appearing on the Inez Says podcast today. That will wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.